Welcome to our first episode of Music, the Bed of Life. Today I have a very special guest in studio who plays, well, I'll, I'll let him tell you what he plays, but I am going to give you a quick introduction. His name is John Calvert, and he's an American fingerstyle guitarist and composer. He performs in a variety of venues throughout the Phoenix, Arizona area. The words earthy and melodic best describe his sound. Harnessing oral textures from folk, jazz, flamenco, and classical music, Calvert's genuine and unpretentious compositions resound with a calming yet adventurous spirit. Though difficult to categorize, John likes to classify it as simply guitar music. John, welcome to the studio today. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Thanks for having me. Yes. How's it going? It, it's going well. I, I had uh, a day off today, so. It's oh, been... my luck. It's <laughs> <laughs> good for me. It was, yeah, it was pretty mellow. That's that, awesome. Day. Well, I, I read here that uh, you are definitely a formally trained individual when it comes to the guitar. I'm going to get to that in a minute. First, I want to go back to, let's say, when you first started playing. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I first started playing in the... Uh, oh, uh, when I was 14, so ninth grade, I think. Ninth yeah. grade. Started playing guitar. Uh, started taking lessons. Uh before then, I was into music, uh, but and and would sing along to records. But I didn't uh, didn't decide to play guitar. Uh, really, I, I heard a friend playing. He started taking guitar lessons. One of my my oldest friends, I, I, we're still good friends to this day. Uh, he started uh, taking guitar lessons, and he learned. Um, I think the first thing I heard him play was uh, Pinball Wizard. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I just couldn't believe that somebody, you know, our age could, could do something like that, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah, I, knew, I knew we could sing along to records, but not actually play an instrument like that. And so I wanted to do that, too. Got you yeah. started. So was guitar your actual first instrument? No, no. I uh, uh, Third grade was violin. And I played a mean twinkle twinkle. <laughs> and then I believe fourth grade I, I uh, played a clarinet, I think. Wow, that's pretty Fourth amazing. or fifth grade. It's yeah. pretty young. Mm. I know I started my flute playing with twinkle twinkle with the song flute, but mm. that was in fourth grade. Mm. Mm. We didn't get instruments until the fifth grade, which... Uh, that seemed pretty young to me, but <laughs> I yeah, think third okay. grade was just, I don't know what we did in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, so violin. Yeah. yeah the third strings. grade violin. Did, did that come through school? Mm-hmm. Did they provide those instruments? Uh, no, I think we rented a violin. Yeah. And uh, my mom actually had a clarinet. Yeah, that I was using. But I remember, I, I'm pretty sure we rented the violin. 
Okay, so that's interesting. So mom played clarinet. Mm-hmm. Did she play prior to third grade that you remember? No. Uh, I don't... I she, mean, she did, was... Was she playing that you could hear? No, no. I never heard her play. I think my dad bought that for her when he was overseas um, in Japan. Uh, he was in the uh, Marines. And, uh I think he bought that, and, and I don't know what I don't know what happened with that. She, but she did play uh, piano. We had actually had a, a, an organ that she used to used to play mm-hmm. at home. So let's go back to before third grade mm-hmm. when you started picking up instruments. Let's say second grade. What made you feel like you wanted to play violin? I mean, how did you start oh. realizing music existed? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why, what, what pushed me towards violin, probably just a suggestion, you know, uh, and I don't remember any special desire to do that, but I did, I, I do have memories of music in, in the household. I, the, one of the oldest memories of music, uh, uh, my parents used to play the, the album, uh, it's a soundtrack to Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Uh, by Neil Diamond mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I, I remember liking it I remember going to sleep at night and, and hearing that hearing them listening oh, to yeah. it yeah boy literally music the bed of life <laughs> yeah right perfect <laughs> nice because <laughs> I know that there's there's music in us that we don't even know about because yeah. sometimes it gets to our ears and we hear it, but it's subliminal because you're not really paying attention to it. It's kind of like dinner music, uh-huh. which we'll get to that with you in a minute because <laughs> you impressed the heck out of me uh-huh. the other day. Um, but it's it's that whole thought of how does music ever get into our veins in the first place? Because mm-hmm. you you said, I think you mentioned at one point, you you heard the records that your parents used to play mm-hmm. and you you recognize songs or I should say you remember songs from that time and you were only in the third grade mm-hmm. yeah impressionable yeah it, it, they stick with you um, yeah and they bring up memories uh, uh, remember bef- even before that I, I'm not sure how old I was uh but but yeah, before before the second grade, I, I know it was before that. I remember uh, we lived we lived on the base, the marine base, I think, in a in a trailer, and uh, I was walking around and I could hear Benny and the Jets, the Elton John tune, being blasted, and yeah, still I I, I love hearing that song when I hear it. I I've heard it thousands of times, and it just brings back kind of these memories and images of, you know, yeah, being absolutely. very, very young with my, my parents. And, yeah. Uh, let, let me tell you a quick image of what that brings back to me. Sitting in the hallway in ninth grade, waiting for the bus to get on the bus for our trip to Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah? And they were playing that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Stuck. So <laughs> badly that stuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's powerful music and your surroundings Mm. it makes a moment even more memorable at least it does for me i don't know no i yeah definitely 
So let's see what mm-hmm. you've been up to as far as your training goes. Mm-hmm. I kind of alluded to that earlier. I know that you've been formally trained at a very renowned college, which is Berkeley College of Music. Yes, in, it is in Boston. Uh huh. Yeah. Not everybody gets to go there. How did that? How did you manage that? <laughs> well, uh, there was a, a crossroads when I was when I graduated high school. I was. Uh, kind of floundering I it was the I, I didn't leave home immediately the year I, when I graduated um, and I'd had plans I wanted to go to music school and and uh, my, my guitar teacher at the time uh, he was a graduate from there and I knew it was a good school um, and uh, my parents weren't totally convinced <laughs> I think uh, at first they they wanted me to do something, you know, and 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 go to school, but uh, this would require. We were living in South Carolina at the time, and I and they were about to move to South to to here to Arizona, um, and now I, I either wanted to go to go go to the school or just uh, uh, move to, to California. I had some friends there, and. Uh, that that probably wasn't a good move. <laughs> I know it wouldn't have been at that time in my life, and uh, so uh, I, I'd already like looked into getting plane tickets, and finally uh, my parents were like, "Okay, look, you, you you can go to Berkeley. You know, we'll we'll help you with that." And uh, and I was still convinced. Uh, I don't know, it was just a rebellious time. I was. Mm. It was you know. That Those age. years when my brain was still forming weren't the the, the best. <laughs> I wasn't at my best, uh, but um, finally uh, I went to my last guitar lesson with my teacher, and he he said, I just remember him saying, "Hey, if your if your parents are, will send you up to Boston to go to that school, you should really do that. Take advantage of it." I said, "Okay," hmm. <laughs> and I did. So yeah. for listeners out there who might be thinking, oh, there's no way I could get into a prestigious school like that. Mm-hmm. Tell me how how that went. How did that experience go? Did oh. you audition? Did you well, just know somebody? How did that work out? Well, it, it helped to know my guitar teacher because he, he kind of prepped me for it. Uh, and, uh, it yeah, the when I first applied, I didn't get accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and so I, yeah. And what it was, like, one thing I, I could barely read music, and you kind of have to do some of that when you're there. And uh, no piano. Um, and so they they said, well, look, you it, uh, you've got to you got to get some music theory. You need to read music. You need to play some piano. So uh, I took a semester of piano at a local college and my guitar teacher kind of helped me with the music theory and I was you know trying to read and practice that and and then I applied again oh and then and then my uh we actually went to the school like me and my dad we drove all the way there from South Carolina took a tour of the school and met met some people and 
uh, and then I played again and I, I got in the, oh. the next year. So persistence. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and a little was, bit of study. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, it was... It, so I went there not knowing anybody. I went to Boston, you know, with my guitar and my, my suitcase and <laughs> walking down. I went to the wrong... The wrong there were apartments. I thought they were the dorms. I got terrible directions. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it was... It was but it worked out, and I, I made some good friends that, that I'm still friends with to this day. They're musicians. Yeah, musicians. Yeah. Yeah, and I I know there's a lot of them that came out of Berkeley. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of folks. Did it, uh, did Spiral Gyra come out of Berkeley? The, I don't know. Um, I'll have to look that one up. Jay Beckenstein. I was wondering if he came out of Berkeley and got his little group together. Hmm. The rest of that's history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know, 20, 30 albums later. <laughs> but um, yeah. speaking of albums, mm. let's let's listen to a something from you. Sure, sure. Since uh, we got you here. Okay, well... All right, I'll, I'll play... <laughs> yeah, uh, what should I play? Tell me about it first. Oh sure, sure. Well, well, the um, let's see. I, I, you know, I have I have two CDs, and I'm working on a new one, so I'd like to play some new stuff. Uh, um, but I'll I'll play something to just kind of get me warmed up. You know, um, and this is this is a song called uh, Desire, and. I guess I'll tell a funny story about it. Um, it's something I, I've, I've been writing for a long time, and uh, a little snippet of a melody I got, you know, and I, I just kept playing it and never went anywhere. And then, uh, um, and then I started uh, putting like lyrics to it, and I was going to sing it, and then I had kind of a melody. And then I didn't like that, and I changed the words. And I don't know, over the years, all these things. You know, and finally, I was going to call it. Uh, I was going to call it Monkey Island. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because I don't know. I, I monkeys are cool, and I, I just saw this cool. Uh, I think it was a documentary, and they were, they were on this island, and they, they were showing their their habitat, and I just like intrigued, and and I wanted I wanted to go visit there, so I called it Monkey Island, and uh, I was playing it for my now wife. Patricia, you met, and uh, uh, you know, she was like, "I really like that." That what? Because I, I, I still hadn't finished it, and and she asked me what it was called, and I said, "Monkey." I said, "What? Don't oh, you write? Finish that song? Write it? Right? And I really like it. Dedicated to me." So I, then, I, then I got more inspired, and I finished the song and nice. changed it to uh, "Desire." So ah, yeah, that's a great All story. Right. Yeah. John Calvert with Desire.
gorgeous, John. Oh, thank you. Very nice. Finger style guitarist. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, that I couldn't see, but <laughs> for those oh. listeners who can't see. Uh, that, that term, yeah. It, well, it works for me because, well, I've... Because it's hard to put a category on the music that I do. That's why I like to call it simply guitar music because, um, you know, what I just played, you know, that's a that's a ballad, and it's acoustic guitar. I'm using my fingers, <laughs> not a pick. Um, but you know, other stuff I write just sounds ha- have different influences, and um, you know. Uh, so, I, I it, it's hard to categorize. So, fingerstyle guitar, and you know there there's a lot of artists out there um, who who are categorized like that, and they might like uh, like my big heroes like, were Michael Hedges and Leo mm. Kotke, and you know they're totally they're kind of different. You know, uh, you know Michael Hedges could have been you know they could have put him in the new age bin in a record store but he's not definitely not new age but it you know it's he, he uses some really out of this world kind of sounds you know yes, uh, undefinable <laughs> uh, great guitarist yeah and then Leo Kotke has more of a oh gosh Americana kind of, kind of sound and he takes from the blues and you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing but you know what so what do you call them you know so uh, fingerstyle guitarists maybe you know yeah, or just guitars. Works for me. It's <laughs> simply guitar music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you teach, is that correct? I do. Yeah. You teach. So you, what what exactly do you teach your students? I mean, how do you? Let's first start. Let's back up. Yeah. What ages do you teach, and what levels? Well, right right now, like for, for several years, I was teaching private lessons, and that was, you know, all ages. <laughs> very young to very old and and, and whatever they were interested in learning mm-hmm. you know um, now now I'm teaching a, a high school in Phoenix St. Mary's High School um, and I only have uh, 11th and 12th graders mm-hmm. and do they start from nothing or are these some, with experience some do a, a lot are just like some have never played an instrument um, and and some have, and, or, or even take guitar lessons, or you know, or been playing for a while. So I get a get a group of kids at the beginning of the year, and you have all these different levels. How are you going to make this work? You right. know, it, it's challenging. Um, one of the the things that that helps with that um, to to level the playing field is teaching them how to read music, because guitar players are notorious for not knowing how to read music because you know you learn a few chords and you can why do I have to learn how to read music you know Uh, I play chords yeah (laughs) so so even even the really good uh, 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 players uh, students can uh, they're kind of brought down everybody's on the same level kind of Mm -hmm. Um, but you know but some kids have just better you know, physical dexterity, you know, nimbleness with their fingers, and they 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 can play 
better and some have to work at it a little harder, but you know, you, you make it work and, and everybody's brought together, uh, by learning music and playing as an ensemble, mm-hmm. you know? So let's, let's talk about your CDs real quick. I know I'm kind of jumping around, but uh-huh. uh, whatever pops in my head, I'm yeah. going to throw it out there. Sure. So I want to, since this is, I'll tell you, since this is my first in-studio interview, one of the things I want to tell you is I originally wanted to call this music to my ears. Hmm. Like that double whammy, music to my ears. How does music get to my ears? But it just turns out that somebody had that name. So (laughs) I decided, but wait a minute, music, the bed of life, much, much nicer because it encompasses everything in the same genre of music to my ears. Hmm. So I was just thinking how... How do you get your music to people's ears? Mm. What's your what's your avenue to get out there? And I and that, and I know that you play out in Phoenix venues. Yeah. But do you think you're getting distributed wider than that? Um a little bit. Um I my my first CD I made at a friend's studio. And I would just sell them at um, uh, my gigs, you know. And um, and then my second one got a little, got out there a little bit more. Um, uh, a friend of mine, another musician, uh, uh, she has a, a her own record company. Um, do you know Sherry Binzer? Do you know her? Her name she sounds familiar. Flute, flutist. The name sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, well, she. Uh, uh, when my last CD came out, uh, she shopped it around uh, to the. Give, give me some names. Don't just be vague. Oh. What's the name of your CDs? So oh, oh, know. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's called Mandala. That's that's the last one I did. Spell it. M A N D A L A. Okay. Mandala. And um, so that's that that's out there like. Um, it went to the digital radio stations. That's how you can get it out there, mm-hmm. one way. And and I, I heard that it's being played on Hawaiian Airlines, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. <laughs> it's out there, but you know, and it's cool. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's been out for thir- since 2013, mm-hmm. um, and I. I think it still gets played on. I, I've seen some reports a few years ago that it was it was being played at some stations. Um, but the other the other thing is it's it's on, and and it's also in all the um, the digital vendors like iTunes and Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, um, so I can point people there, but it's you know uh, I'm not advertising and 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 like I get a report and it says uh, they'll be like. 75 streams mm-hmm. because nobody's buying the music right but if you get paid for streams right but uh, it'll be three cents right <laughs> I understand <laughs> I'm doing the same thing yeah yeah <laughs> and it's cool and and uh, I, I just like having it out there but really it's um, uh, now I'm at a point I mean I just I play a lot I try to 
I, I try to play constantly, or, um, to be at least somewhere uh, once a week, um, um, just to keep keep playing and just be involved with music, you know. And um, but I'm not uh, promoting CD. I'm not sure how to do it now because. Um, like I don't, I don't have any. <laughs> this is how. This you is do it. it exactly. That's why I'm here, Tony. <laughs> uh, but, but I mean, because uh, when I, I play a lot of these art art festivals, you know, and they'll mm-hmm. have a musician set mm-hmm. up, and I'll play all day, like six hours. And I, I used to have my CDs out, and I would sell them sometimes a lot. Um, but I started noticing it. It's just people aren't buying a lot of. CDs. CDs. Some people right. don't know what they are. You know, it's <laughs> they're turning into the album. You know, <laughs> yes. and so I mean, I sh- I should buy some more and and sell them, but I I just don't sell that many anymore. So, um, so now I just go on podcasts. No. <laughs> What's yeah. that? <laughs> uh, really want to finish doing another, get another CD, and then I'll get back into that. Which get, would be your third? Yeah, it would be my yeah. third, but. It, it's kind of a I uh the first one was 2000 no 1999 and then the next one was 2013 so mm-hmm. the I'm the next one will be <laughs> no, sooner I'm, yeah I mean get sooner. on it yeah um, so that makes me think of your performing out I wanted to just mention to our listeners I went and saw you out at the Prado restaurant yeah and the part of me that was so impressed was that you're remember we talked about music getting into your ears and it's Mm -hmm. like dinner music and it's just out there they're not really listening but it's out there well sometimes you get into a venue where the crowd is there for a little bit of your playing time and then they're gone Mm -hmm. such as what you were doing but i noticed one thing you were still playing as if that room was full. Mm. And that's just, that is just a tribute to your professionalism. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I, I do do that. I don't, if there's, I'll, it doesn't matter if there's anybody there or not, I'll, I'll keep playing. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, cause they, they, that's, they want, they want to have music at the venue you know, just floating through. Yeah, Otherwise, they're going to turn on through. the stereo, and I want to, I want to be the music that's being played when I'm there. So, yeah. um, and people do go through. So oh yeah, you're being heard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we got to get some more people out to the Prado restaurant. Yeah. Out in Phoenix. Yeah, I guess that's Phoenix, or is it Scottsdale? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but it's by the. Uh, you know, by the big Camelback Mountain. Omni. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, the Scottsdale Omni Montelusia. at Montelusia. Yes. Yeah, that's the resort. Yes, we and, need to get some folks out there to see you, John. Yeah, yeah and there's a, there's a restaurant called the Prado, and you don't have to stay at the resort to, <laughs> to go to, to the go restaurant. There. You can, you go and you can, you, you park in the downstairs parking garage and come mm-hmm. up when you're done with lunch or there's a bar um, too and and then you can get your ticket validated and, and it's beautiful 
Yeah. It's, it's gorgeous out there. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. Really nice. Um, what uh, I'll just mention this uh, also. Um, I, I'm also playing at... Uh, uh, there's a coffee shop in... Uh, like at Hayden and Via de Ventura up in Scottsdale called the Village Coffee Roastery. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm playing there on the 29th. Of this, April. Yeah, April. And then in May, too. Um, I play there about once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but that's just a different kind of venue. It's, it's uh, you know, there's a, it's easier to get in and out of, and you can just get a cup of coffee and, you know, and you can hang out. It's outside. Mm. It's, it's really nice. Uh, and I've been playing there since, uh, um, like 1998, 1998. Like a, yeah, uh, I started doing an open mic there. You, you know, get my feet wet playing a couple tunes, right. and then and then I started. Uh, then they gave me a gig there, and I've just been playing there all these years. Nice. Well, I also know you play at the English Tea Rose English Rose Tea Room. Yeah. Up in Ca- Carefree. Carefree. Yeah. Which is on Mother's Day. Yeah. I play every Mother's Day. Every Mother's Day. Let me tell you, people, that's where I met this guy, and it really just makes a great, relaxing atmosphere to go and have tea and crumpets or whatever you want to have, whatever they have there. It's it's uh, run by a authentically British young lady named... Joe. Joe. Yeah, she's awesome. And... The food is authentically British, and they have a nice set of hats for the ladies to wear. It's a really nice place to go. Plus, you get to go see Mr. John Calvert play his guitar. Yeah, um, but you have to. <laughs> they're already you to, yeah, they're already to. sold out. <laughs> They've been sold out for a long. I tried to. Yeah, it. It's very popular, yeah. so you have to reserve extremely early, like as soon as. Mother's Day is over. You might be making that call for the next Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, what else do you have for us to play? Give me another um, tune. Okay. Well, let's see. Let Let me. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I wanna. I wanna play newer stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think. Um, I guess. Uh, or I could play. Unless I I could play songs off. The last song was off Mandala. Maybe I'll I'll play some a little. I'll go back a little bit more and play something off my first CD, mm-hmm. uh, "Through Endless Rain and Fields of Fire." Um, that's the title of the CD. That long title. The song is. The, yeah, the name of the song is Lilia, and it's uh, wrote it about a friend of mine. His name is John Lilia. Uh, I was in a band with him. Uh, when I was living living in Boston, um, fantastic bass player, and uh, just he was visiting. Uh, he uh, lives in Norway, and he uh, he was just in town just like last month, and I hadn't seen him for, gosh, thirty years. I, yeah, a long time. So, anyway, it's a it's a cool Lilia. It's it's just it's a, it's a it's a nice title. I think I do like the title. Yeah. Lilia. I think it has something to do with spring, I believe. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to stand up and play here. So. All right. 
Wow. Really? <laughs> Another beautiful one. Uh, oh, again, I don't think anything I heard wasn't beautiful. When I was mm. sitting up at the uh, restaurant listening to you play, I was just really enjoying that. Mm. I was having a good meal and just listening to you play up there at the Prado. And, and your wife was up there, too, with... Yep. Uh, um, stepson Ryan stepson and, yeah. and his girlfriend yeah Jacqueline yeah and, and I I know it was what her first time hearing you play yeah actually that's the first time I met her first time you even met her <laughs> yeah, huh? cool. yeah Ryan was introducing us to his, his new girlfriend so it was cool how did that feel having the family there like that oh I loved it yeah it was wonderful yeah I, I know they had kind words to say yeah so what did you think of Oh. The plan today. Well, I mean, I've heard John play all the time. I get the pleasure, but I think that today was amazing. Well, I was going to come over here and ask you, Wonderful did you, do you actually realize how good he plays since you hear it all the time? Oh, I think sometimes I don't really get to appreciate it as much. Mm. Well, it's, it sounds cool through the system, nice and loud. Yeah. So it's a different thing. Yeah, so. I, I think, yeah, because, yeah, I hear him practice a lot. Practicing. Like, I, I, but, like, today, I just, it really hit me again that it was just so talented. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just phenomenal. It's so impeccable what you can do with the guitar. Pushing the limits. Yeah. <laughs> You're so talented. Oh it was gosh. so great to hear all the songs that you composed yourself. Why, thank you. I love listening to music I've never listened to before. Mm. And so it was such a treat to get to listen wow. to all the songs that you composed yourself because I've never heard them. Wow. That's nice to hear refreshing because most people want to hear songs they've heard before <laughs> well don't, no requests from me <laughs> so don't worry about that <laughs> yeah yeah that was um, very cool well I, um, I I'm looking through my notes here and I just mm -hmm. wanted to make sure I mentioned again your first CD is titled Through Endless Rain and Fields of Fire mm -hmm. it's all original music and it features the 12 string on four of the tracks, right? Yes. Which we have the six string Just have today. half of that, yeah. <laughs> we have half of that. We have 12 minus 2 divided <laughs> by 2. And then that's all original music. And then you have Mandala, which features nine original songs and two covers of centuries-old hymns. Yeah. And... A couple hymns. Yeah. The rest are hers. <laughs> I think I'm very happy to, to have had you here today. Oh, well, it was... I appreciate it. It was my pleasure. It was nice talking to you. This is the first podcast I've been on, and it was fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're allowed to promote anything you want. So if there's anything else that comes to mind that you want to invite folks to, I'll have everything I can have down into any comments where uh in the description of okay. the podcast. No, uh yeah, no. Uh yeah, if if anybody is interested in getting my music, I can I can well, there's iTunes uh and uh I can get hard copies of discs as well from both both CDs. Mm -hmm. Um but uh yeah, right now I'm just playing the Village Coffee Roastery Prado restaurant. The rest of my gigs have been private gigs. Yeah, I'm playing at a surprise retirement party at the Ganey Ranch tomorrow. Yeah, so Ooh, I love Ganey Ranch. Yeah, I've never been there before. You haven't been no, there? No. 
beautiful yeah. out there too. Cool. All right. <laughs> we stayed there. A oh yeah. Times. Oh. Yeah, a few times. That's our kind of go-to staycation place. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. You'll like it yeah. if you're on that center stage, or are you playing a private. It's a. I'm playing near the bar. Yeah. So it's a center stage. Oh. Okay. You'll like it. Cool. All right. Um, and then uh, another. I. Uh, every summer. Since I'm a teacher, I have the summers off, and I, I do a lot of gigs up north in Pine Top at an art yeah. festival there. It's it's a, quite a ways from here, but yeah. but it's I love going up there. And so if anybody's out there vacationing, you know, stop by. It's called an art affair, um, right there in uh, in Pine Top. It's nice. Yeah. It's cooler up there too. Mm, well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it gets really cool. It's nice. So if you want to look up John, it's John Calvert, C-A-L-V-E-R-T, John Calvert. Thank you, John, for being here. Well, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Tony. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For more information about this show and past episodes, go to www.musicthebedoflife.com. Please like, share, and subscribe to stay informed of new episodes. Join your host, Anthony V. Simiel, on the next quest to discover how music plays such an important part of our lives and the many individuals responsible for making it happen.